Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. <laughs> I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Peggy. <laughs> And apparently we're going to have one of these days well, again. Well, I didn't realize that I had, that <laughs> she had already pushed the red record button. So she's looking at me like, oh man. Anyway, we, we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you. With great tips. <laughs> tricks. And discounts. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. And thanks especially to all of you who are out there listening and writing us reviews and writing to us and making posts on our group and all those things. Thank yeah, you. Honestly, thank you, thank you. yeah, if it weren't for all of you who listen to this podcast, it'd just be two people with microphones saying a bunch of stuff. And so the <laughs> fact that we're able to serve you and, and I hope provide value and information really... It, we're very grateful and thankful for that. We are indeed. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we have a deal for you if you're listening to this podcast between Thanksgiving 2021 and the end of the year. That's right. There is an additional discount on Harvest Host membership. It's 20% off using our coupon code which is available in the discounts and deals section of our website. Right. So there's nothing extra you have to do except go to our discounts and deals page and click on the Harvest Host link. And when you use our code, it will automatically, between now and the end of the year 2021, give you that extra discount. Yeah, not bad, right? Truthfully, when we go camping, it's all about great experiences. Those places that you see on Instagram, the wineries, breweries, museums, golf courses, and all of that, a lot of those are Harvest Hosts places. So right. you can go and stay there at basically no cost. And they have like... 2,000 locations, 2,000 hosts or more. I don't, I, it's hard to keep up because they yeah, add they more like every more. week. All over U.S. and Canada and Mexico, if you can cross those borders, you get to stay for a night. It doesn't cost anything to actually stay. Of course, being a business, they appreciate when you give them the business, so to speak. <laughs> That's right. But what a great time of year to buy gifts, even if you go somewhere that, you know, like if you don't drink wine and you stay at a winery, wine is a great Christmas present. Yeah, and a lot of wineries have great gift stores in them too, and just memorable things from trips. And, and most of all, the photos that you take from these places are just you know, the memories are priceless, but Indeed. the stays are free and the, the discount is 20%. That's right. Get your own present by <laughs> saving 20% now. Absolutely. Or you could gift a Harvest Host membership to a friend or loved one. So as you may remember the last couple of years, we like to celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. And since our podcast always comes out on a Thursday, and that's Thanksgiving. It's funny how that works. Guess and it's what? been like every year. <laughs> every this year. This is our third year. <laughs> and today we thought what we'd talk about is turkey. Let's talk yeah. turkey. Let's talk turkey, y'all. <laughs> so we've talked in the past about side dishes and different things that you can do for Thanksgiving meals. And today we're just going to talk about all the different ways that you can cook a turkey because, let's face it, 
if you have an oven in your RV, it's very small. And you could take the option of cooking just a turkey breast or some yeah. thighs or legs or even switching to game hens. <laughs> but They're like you, teeny turkeys. <laughs> like teeny turkeys. But if you really need to have turkey, we got some help from some friends and family to give us some ideas about different ways to cook a turkey that doesn't take an RV oven. And our first guest <laughs> is Tony. <laughs> yeah, talk about a low-budget jerk. <laughs> I promise it'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of things that we do that Tony does, because he's really the cook in the house. Yeah, I like to cook because I like to eat. Yeah. The byproduct of cooking is my favorite. So, Tony, I'd like you to tell us about brining a turkey. What brining is, is basically you're soaking the turkey in like a salt solution. And the what that does is it really helps keep the moisture in the bird, but also you can impart some flavor. You know, since we're in RVs, obviously we have small refrigerators, small enough that you may not be able to put a turkey in the refrigerator. This so what true. I've done in the past is I've taken a clean unused kitchen garbage bag because that part's kind of important. And then you get a brining solution. Now there's a million and one recipes online for brining. What I do, I cheat. I go to Savory Spice Shop and I've talked about them in the past and they have great brining kits. So it's all the spices and all that. And they tell you, you know, if you have this big a turkey, put it in this much water and all that. So I put the brining solution and I get un frozen turkeys so you know not frozen turkeys so i put the turkey and the brine in the garbage bag and seal it up really well and then i put it in an ice chest and i put lots and lots of ice obviously i use a probe to make sure that it doesn't get above 41 degrees which is quote unquote refrigerator temperature mm -hmm. and it can sit for a day or two and you monitor it that way and then you pull it out and I like to barbecue it. And so that means that we have to bring our barbecue with us, right. which is no big deal. <laughs> we have a griddle that we have for our trailer and we had a barbecue and it just rusted out. But it was also too small for a turkey. Oh, way too small. <laughs> and it didn't do what I need to do. So if we're going to really do this, we bring the actual barbecue grill that we use in the backyard. Right. And the reason for that is that barbecue has four burners on it. So what I do is I light the outer two burners so that the middle two are not working. And I put, you know, obviously you rinse off and pat dry the, the turkey. And then I put it in the middle and I just have those two burners like on a medium heat and it only takes like an hour and a half or two hours or it depends obviously on the size of the bird, sure. but you obviously want to monitor the temperature of the meat. It doesn't take long and man, the skin is, is fantastic. I mean, it's literally like an Instagram worthy turkey. Now I do put it in one of those aluminum roasting pans because you don't want all that fat and juices dripping down into your into barbecue. Into the fire, yeah. Good and idea. it also makes it easier to get out. Right. So, I mean, that's it. It's oh, it's fast. It's easy. It's delicious. Yeah, never had a bad experience. And so that that's my favorite way of doing it. So you said there's a lot of recipes for brining, which is true. But essentially what you're doing is using salt water, right? Yeah, it's salt water and spices. 
All right. So we're going to talk to three more people, my sister, Kathy, my beautiful mother, and our friends, Dave and Bev, and they're going to tell us three other ways to cook a turkey. Yeah, including some safety tips, too. So So. here we go. (laughs) We are talking about all kinds of different ways to cook a turkey while you're camping so that you can still enjoy Thanksgiving and you can still enjoy camping. Today, we're going to talk to Bev and Dave, our friends who are firefighters, but also really great cooks. And campers. And campers. And (laughs) they like to deep fry their turkey. And we wanted to get some pointers on how to deep fry your Thanksgiving turkey. Dave, Bev, thank you so much for being here. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. One of the most important pointers, I think, from your perspective is how not to burn stuff down. Yes. Yes. Including yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole lot of ouch. So tell us first how to do this. Like, what do you need? What do you do? Do you brine? Do you... I, I know you thaw. I know you thaw the turkey because I've seen Definitely that video a thaw. lot of times. <laughs> thaw off completely and dry completely. Yes. Are the important things to remember that oil and water do not mix. No matter what you do, they don't mix. Right. So if you brine that bad boy, make sure you drip dry them and pat them dry. We usually like to buy the not frozen ones just so it's easier anyway. But. That's not always but possible. But if you think if you're going camping, you're probably going to get a frozen one so it'll hold until it's time. True. That's true. true. Yeah. Because you can't fit it in your little fridge. You can't fit it in yeah, your fridge. You yeah. can't have it in your, your ice cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait, you don't put it in an ice chest in a plastic garbage bag with brine? You can. Good. I guess you <laughs> do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The biggest thing, though, is to make sure that you allow enough time. If you do do a frozen turkey whether it's at home or camping, is that you leave enough time to thaw it completely right. and get it dry. Okay. Thaw it completely, and then you boil a whole bunch of oil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to check your deep fryer directions on how much oil it will hold and what size turkey you can use. So always go by your directions because they come in different sizes. You don't want it to overflow when you put your turkey in, right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. bad, too. You need to remember that you're, you're boiling oil with open flame yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by boiling the oil you you're bringing it to just underneath its flash point basically is what you're doing where the, the point where the oil will ignite so if you overflow your pot and it drips onto your burner you've got a fire shazam it takes yeah. no time at all because it's already mm-hmm. it's already ready to ignite exactly yeah exactly and the other big thing is to use the correct oil go by your manufacturer's suggestions Just don't go into your kitchen and get the cheapest oil. Use the oil that they state, because otherwise, more Shazam. (laughs) Because it gets the right temperature for boiling and still doesn't catch on fire until you make a mistake. (laughs) Unless, I should say, unless you make a mistake. Unless you make a mistake, yes. And some of the things I had seen in the past are, remember, you've got, I don't know, let's say you have a 15-pound turkey just for a number. You've got 15 pounds of really, really hot, thing that you're having to lift straight in and out of a boiling pot of oil i've seen people do with two ladders and like a board across that as the lifting thing or a tripod type of thing or some other method other than think well i could just hook that thing and lift it straight up because if you kick over that pot of oil again 
you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, a big pair of tongs is not going to work out. <laughs> no, no. If you buy a commercial turkey frying kit, they come with a thing that the turkey goes on, that goes through the center of the turkey and is a hook point for you to grab. So you lift the turkey, the whole turkey at one time. Okay. So, I mean, that's always the best way to do it. You know, and remember in and out very slowly because you don't want to splash this around, you know? No. Right, right. Don't wear shorts. Don't wear a t-shirt. Don't wear a tank top. <laughs> Cover yourself because the grease will splatter. Apparently I'm not cooking like that because I don't even <laughs> put shoes on ever. Yeah, you, you want good shoes. <laughs> no bikini turkey frying. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have, what did Tony say, a 12-pound, just for a number for people to relate to, how long does it take for your turkey to get cooked? That depends on the type of oil you're using. Okay. Because each oil comes to a different boiling point at a different temperature. Okay. So your directions on your kit will state what kind of oil and how long. It'll give the mm -hmm. whole algorithm on how to do it. Okay. And what really is the advantage, other than it being fun, what is the advantage of deep frying a turkey well it tastes delicious deep frying anything is always better I, yeah. <laughs> you know? and it cooks a lot faster you don't have to wait all day long the whole bird is moist all the way through and, okay. and who doesn't like crunchy foul skin Ugh, yeah. yeah right absolutely Great. Okay, so we talked about the process. We talked about how we talked a little bit about the danger, but you as being firefighters, safety first, obviously, but not just what clothes you're wearing, but the setting you're in, the, the location. and A really good rule of thumb for where you set up your turkey frying is don't set it up near anything you want to keep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so a good rule. You know, don't set it next to your trailer. Obviously not inside your trailer. Oh, dear. <laughs> don't put an easy up next to your trailer. Do it under the easy up. Or under the awning of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. If something goes wrong, and I mean, you know, it might only be a second that you get a six-foot fireball out of off of this. But it might be enough to ignite your awning, which then and ignites then your trailer. And, and then, then you're done and you're homeless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to find the link to the video that Bev shared with me and reminded me how important it is for safety first in this process. And I will put that link in the show notes so that everybody can watch that fireball and how fast it goes up. It was a fire department that did it and they put a frozen turkey in a vat of oil and it went bad. Yeah, it was fast. very quick. <laughs> and, you know, and the other thing is to remember about oil is it's a liquid. So the same rules apply as if you catch grease on fire on your stove. You don't throw water on it. You don't do things like that. Yeah. If you do have a fire with it, you know, your fire extinguisher is really your only recourse. And, and that will have a difficult time putting that fire out anyway because of the heat generated with cooking oil. But yeah. it's better than directing a hose into it. Okay. Because the water will just spread the fire. Yeah. Right. Mm, good that's point. That's not good. That's a good point. And then probably it's good to put that whole thing. I mean, I, how many gallons do they hold? It's got to be heavy. So you don't want it tipping over. On average, it's about five gallons. Yeah. So, yeah, that thing, the container plus the oil, it's got to be heavy. So you'd want it maybe on a concrete pad if you can find one. Or, or dirt is fine. Or dirt. dirt is yeah. fine. Just so also, it doesn't tip over. Also, if it over. does catch fire, I've been on this call where they caught fire and the people that put it out kicked over 
the pot. Aye. Oh. So if you can imagine all of that oil coming out, you know, like a wave and splashing and hitting people. Oh, oh my god. We gosh. had several burn victims. Oh, my Oh, gosh. that's just, yeah. that is not stressless camping. No, no. No. So just don't kick it over. And watch the littles. If you're camping with your family, watch the littles. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. pets, too. Cause... And pets, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because deep fried turkey smells awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've got a dog schnoz that can sniff 600 times what a people schnoz right. can sniff. <laughs> yeah. And don't stuff the turkey and then fry it. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Didn't even think yeah. of that. Just the turkey goes in. Don't stuff fried. it. Okay. Because if you think of your, your stuffing in there, you use broth or whatever to make it moist. And you already said no moisture. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because that would probably expand and blow up in there. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, sounds like a good video, but not a good idea. <laughs> you know, the best way really to do it is if you've never done it is to get, you know, Walmart, you can get a commercial turkey frying kit for not that much money and follow the directions. There's a book inside there and follow the directions. Don't discount them. Don't discount you know, little things, taking shortcuts, stuff like that. Follow directions. And this so coming Dave, from a man, and I know men usually oh, just throw the directions away. <laughs> yeah. It's the only direction book he's ever read. Well, that's cookie recipes. <laughs> oh, it's always so fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for giving us these pointers. And we look forward to going camping with you, if not for Thanksgiving, then very, very soon. Yes. Yes. And we will talk to you later. Thank you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the alternatives to cooking a full-size turkey in an oven that we don't have in our campers is to actually smoke the turkey. We have had friends who have done that. And the friend that we're going to ask to tell us about it is my sister, Kathy. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. It's great to have you here. Now, for background, Kathy used to own a restaurant, so mm -hmm. she knows her way around the kitchen pretty yes. darn well. And she does a heck of a lot of camping, as yeah. we have as a family for generations. So she knows her way around a campground as well. So, Kathy, first I want to know, when you smoke a turkey in camp, you know, I know that our holidays have always been like big generational gatherings. So how large of a turkey do you usually use? Well, when we're camping, we don't usually have as many people. So we do like a 10 pound turkey. Okay. When we're camping. Great. So tell us about how you prepare that turkey. I usually just use uh, whatever rub seasoning sounds good that that week you know i don't have any special <laughs> rub that i use i have used pamper chef in the past i use just whatever i find at the grocery store whatever sounds good to us that week and mm -hmm. make sure your turkey's thawed out good and i do put a little bit of butter on it and rub the spices down into it good and and okay. put it in the pan. So. so you don't find that you need to brine it. Smoking, I think, cooks so slowly that that, has, that takes away the possibility of drying it out, right? Right. Yeah. I just use the, the natural juices. I don't add any extra 
juice to it, just the natural juices and then the butter that I put all over it and in it. And so do you use the kind of smoker that's like a Traeger that has the rotating chips or whatever that keep burning? Or do you have a different kind of a smoker? We have a Traeger that has the, the wood chips Okay. Just feeding into it and keeping it constantly at a steady temperature. Right. Okay. Now, I know you guys are big on boondocking. How do you get the power for the Traeger? We just run it through our generator. That makes we sense. We hook ah. the Traeger up to the generator and, Super. and run it for the, you know, it doesn't usually take more than three hours or so to, to smoke a turkey. So Awesome. Okay. We just run the generator and do it that way. So there's little worry about, well, I know if you're camping, you know, and and if you were brining it, then you'd have to find a place to do that. So this takes away that concern about how to deal with keeping it the right temperature and everything during the whole brining process. And so basically bring it thawed and cook it on Thursday and eat it Thursday night. Yep, exactly. It's that simple. Great. Now I don't I don't know if Peggy needs to hear this or anybody out there, but I have brined a turkey and what I did was I got those kitchen garbage bags mm-hmm. and put it in the kitchen garbage bag in either a cooler or a trash can, but preferably a cooler. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that works pretty darn well. Sure. If you yeah. like to brine your turkey. Well, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you haven't used the garbage bag for right, anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. Dump your beer cans out of it. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's not impossible to brine a turkey even in camp as long as you have a cooler that will hold it. And ice. Right. Or and ice, those yeah. freezy packs or whatever it is. But, but knowing that smoking a turkey doesn't really require brining is a good... That's pretty cool. I always thought you had to brine it. Yep. Nope. I've never never brined a turkey when I smoked it. And it's Super. always been pretty good. So See, we Excellent. need to get a Traeger. We or do. Whatever, we kind of smoker. do need to get a Traeger hey, for sure. for those listening, what's your favorite smoker out there? Yeah. That do, would do be... we need a Traeger? Do we need something else? Yeah, I would love to have one that we can bring with us and power with our Jackery, which is a solar generator. Yeah, that would be great. Mike Sokol and I are actually playing around with these ideas of what you can power with a Jackery 1500. Well, so, I think this would be a great experiment. I agree. <laughs> now I just need to decide. Now you which... need to get a smoker. Yeah. yeah, I have to decide which one to get. All right. Well, Kathy, thank you again for joining us. Of course. You'll be in great company. I'm calling mom next. <laughs> All right. Yep. Every Tell year we, hello. <laughs> we certainly will. And we appreciate your giving us your expert advice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked to Kathy about how she cooks her turkey in a smoker. And we got some tips from our friends, Dave and Bev, on how to deep fry a turkey without catching your RV on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good idea. So someone had asked on Facebook last week, hey, does anyone use an electric roaster? I'm like, oh, I bet my family uses an electric roaster. <laughs> oh, I saw that Facebook. It must have been one of your friends that came to me then. Might have been. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I thought, well, how else is there? <laughs> the only way to cook a turkey. Well, especially oh. if you're camping and your oven's only 11 inches tall. Well, the problem with that is, yes, you do have a small oven in a camper, but you have to have 
the hookups yeah. for electricity. Right. You have to either camp yeah. where there's power or you have to bring mm-hmm. your generator or you have to bring yeah. your jackery, which is something that we carry around now all the time instead of a generator. Yeah, that's all you really need. Uh, other than that, I think it'd be, you know, like you say, an 11-inch oven. Yeah. And besides the fact that you can cook the turkey in the roaster while you're doing the sweet potatoes or the dinner yes. rolls or whatever in the in oven. In the oven, Yeah. It does make it easier that way. Do you have to, like, what do you do in advance to prep the turkey? Anything specific or? No, clean him up just like you would for the oven. Get all the papered giblets out of the one end. You don't cook them in there in the, <laughs> wrapped in the paper envelope. That's happened before. Pull all yeah. the parts out, clean him up. We butter them. Because we don't buy a butterball turkey. Right. You know, we get a cheap turkey, put some butter on him, put him in the roaster. On a rack, if you can get a rack, it's easier to take the bird out of the roaster. Oh. If you've got a rack. You just lift the whole rack out. Right. It's not as slippery as that big whole round bird. (laughs) (laughs) It's like catching a pig, a buttered pig or a greased pig. Right. Well, the butter's pretty much gone, but he's a little warm (laughs) by the time he's done cooking. So, yeah, just put a rack in, butter him up, put him in there and turn it on and let it go. So electric roasters, the dials on those are, is it sort of like an oven where you turn it to the same. 350 it's the degrees same or whatever? Yeah. You know, I had never really thought about an electric roaster before. That's the way I've done it forever. Okay. In terms of bake, in terms of like baking it or roasting it or whatever, it's pretty much the same time and temperature as an oven. It's just not using up the oven that isn't big enough anyway. And it's not heating your trailer. Right. A small trailer heats up so fast. If you have the oven on for six hours to cook this (laughs) 20-pound turkey, you'd be running the air conditioner in November. (laughs) It's true. But if you have electricity, the roaster does not put out the heat that an oven does. Okay. Plus, you can put it outside. Since our trailer's so small, we don't even have room for a roaster, but we could put it outside on a table. Yeah, and we have that plug right there by the window. As long as you have a plug-in for it, Jim. Or you could just run an extension cord if you're (laughs) at the max of what you're already pulling out of that pedestal. You can run an extension cord, and usually they have a 20-amp plug there. Yeah. Just plug it in there. Yeah, especially if you're at a campground where there's a pavilion with electricity, and you just Right. Run a cord from it and cook your turkey in your own backyard. Right. <laughs> hey, how come they brought 500 feet of an extension cord? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I've run an extension cord like that to inflate an air mattress oh, all the way from the pavilion. I got wow. in trouble because it went across the road. <laughs> uh-huh. So other than that, yeah, you just put him in there and cook him the five or six hours or however long and... And you're not using up all your propane running your oven all that time. And That's you're not heating up the trailer so you can't breathe in there. Yeah. Very good point. Interesting. Something I would have never thought of, honestly. <laughs> I have my turkey out thawing. Great. Oh, is that important to thaw at first? I guess that's probably always important to thaw at first. What a good idea. (laughs) Well, you know, we talked about the deep fryer 
And they said that is so important because you put any kind of moisture in that boiling peanut oil and you're in big trouble. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you do want to thaw him out, clean him up good and put him in the roasters. Piece of cake. Sounds easy. When it's done, you lift him out and get to carving. And what's your campsite number so we can come over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Right across the street, (laughs) round the corner. Okay, Mama, thank you so much for talking with us and helping us out with our episode and our repertoire of how to cook a turkey. (laughs) You are very welcome. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you soon. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. By the way, Lion is also holding a sale. Yeah, they also have (laughs) sales going right now. And they also have... They have a... Well, I dislike this term. And we have talked about the jackery that we have in the past. But Lion has a thing called the Lion Safari, which is a solar generator for lack of a better description Let's put that in quotes solar yeah, generator if you can't see the air quotes <laughs> but truthfully theirs is i think better than the jackery it's a better battery it's a better quality product so yeah lion has a great solar generator and you can for example with one of those solar generators if you want to run like a traeger or a smoker you as, could do as that we talked about right we can run our instant pot off our jackery right we can run maybe our electric roaster instead you could run the electric (laughs) roaster but that means we have to go buy an electric roaster right yeah we don't have one but you could run one I, i looked at the math and it would work so you could actually cook a turkey on battery and solar power I even double-checked my math with Mike Sokol. All right. So here we go. Three different ways to save your oven for your side dishes. and Well, four different ways. Sorry. Three guests and Tony (laughs) (laughs) have different ways. So I hope that that was useful to you. You probably have already figured out what you're doing today (laughs) for Thanksgiving. Maybe this is some ideas that you can use in the future. My mom also makes turkey for Christmas, so. Yeah. (laughs) So, but wait a minute. If we have this whole turkey and it's just you and I, you know, one of the best things about Thanksgiving is the leftovers. Oh, yeah. What do we do with them? Well, (laughs) funny you should ask. Remember when Manya made those hand pies? Oh, yes. Yeah, so our friend Manya is such a great cook and such a great camper. She's a great camp cook. (laughs) She really is, and fun to camp with. And she has the pie irons, and so we love to experiment with pie irons. And I think a great leftover idea is to maybe get some extra cans of the biscuits, And, you know, those ones that are layered, you can tear them into layers. So make two or three pieces of bread, for example, out of a biscuit, and then stuff it with turkey and cranberry, maybe. Yeah, or whatever floats your boat. Or whatever sounds good to you inside a sandwich. Turkey and, (laughs) if you have that green bean casserole, I love that stuff Mm -hmm. with the... 
mushroom soup and all those those crunchy onions. Right. That's my thing. Yummy. In order to tie into this whole Thanksgiving turkey theme, Tony, what about a gadget report? What I think every cook should have is a thermometer. And I like the digital ones with the probe because you can measure the internal temperature of food. And that is, you know, having had the kitchen that served the public when we owned the bed and breakfast, Mm -hmm. I got that whole food safety course. Internal temperature on food makes a big difference between... Poisoning your guests (laughs) and not. (laughs) So you never want to poison your guests, but I think you especially don't want to do it when you're camping. I don't know. I think pretty much any time is a good time not to poison your guests. I mean, just saying. Right. So that's a really great gadget to have, especially if you're cooking meat, is to have something that you can probe. You probe between the wing and the body because that's where the temperature changes the most slowly oh okay and if you i have talked about in the past having one of those thermometers that like will read the surface temperature of stuff yeah so like for bearings tires even chili things like that or the griddle itself for the griddle (laughs) itself the the surface temperature that is not going to work for things like meats roasts turkeys that sort of thing because you don't want the surface temperature of those you want the internal temperature and that makes all the difference so yes i do still think one of those thermometers that kind of works like a gun that measures the surface is an essential gadget for an rver because again tires bearings all kinds of stuff like that and food since it doesn't touch anything it's (laughs) safe to use for any of that right but you do want a thermometer with a probe and i like the digital ones just because they read right away i don't like those ones with the needle where it takes a while i, I want to know now because <laughs> the food's dug on hot right you're sticking your face down in there to measure it <laughs> <laughs> hang on while my face melts off i'll tell you if the turkey's ready <laughs> while you're telling us about hot stuff do you have any cool stuff to tell us about well, yeah this week's rv of the week is the whale-shaped trailer Oh, sounds like a whale of a tail. So this was actually just a design experiment by a Chinese designer named Hu Yang, who basically made this trailer that kind of looks like a whale and it's whale shaped. But the interesting thing is it's very expandable. So the design has where like there's a hatchback that opens up and the inside of the trailer is like a sleeve that slides out and makes a bedroom. Oh. Then there's a pop top, like one of those old Volkswagen campers. Mm-hmm. So the top pops up. So you have a, a shower and a toilet and the kitchen slides out sort of from the front on the campsite. There's been others. There's a lot of those overlanding trailers where they have these slide out kitchens. So Uh this is not something you'd want, you know, when it's rainy or snowy. Uh, Right. It's like a summer camper. And it it was just a design experiment, but it's pretty slick. So we'll put a link to that. It looks like a whale. And when it expands, it's like three times its (laughs) original size. Parts and pieces popping out all over. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, kind of a neat, you know. I like it when people are creative and unusual with what they do, and this definitely this follows that. It. <laughs> All right. Well, how much do you think that thing weighs? You could ask Steve Cass. <laughs> That's right. We asked you all last week if you weigh your rig, and about 
half of you, I think, have. Yeah, it's a good. It's really a smart idea. And then that Kurt Better way that we talked about last week might be another way uh, to find out what your trailer is weighing. Right, and also we didn't really talk about it last week, but we have actually stopped at a cat scale that we saw and got ourselves weighed. And now that only is the entire rig, so that doesn't no. tell you. No, 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 no. It. Oh, uh, unfortunately, our our trailer is so small it didn't work well. But <laughs> we do know how much the truck and trailer together weigh, which is about as long as the cab of a semi truck. Uh, so it's still very important, and I hope that it. I hope that last week's episode convinced you that it's probably a good idea to know how much your rig weighs. <laughs> yeah, and you can stop at these cat scales all over. It's like 12 bucks or something. A lot of truck stops have them, and places that cater to trucks will have them. And, and you can get a good idea of what your RV weighs. And it's that's not a bad idea. Steve's method... He weighs each wheel individually, so you know even side to side. That's not going to happen with the cat scales. And in case you're wondering, I didn't see any cats there either. (laughs) Maybe they maybe they just aren't heavy enough to weigh down that scale. I don't know why they call it a cat scale, but they do. Boy, that joke just didn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so this week, and those of you who spend a lot of time on this stressless camping podcast Facebook group already know that the question this week is do you camp over thanksgiving weekend because i accidentally posted that last week so by next week we should have a lot of answers for you (laughs) so go on into the stressless camping podcast facebook group hey if you're camping over thanksgiving share some photos yeah please do love to see where you are and what you're doing and and photos of how you cooked whatever you're cooking too that would be great love to see all your dinners And of course, don't forget that we will send you a weekly newsletter. Yeah. It's free to subscribe. You can join our newsletter list right on our website. Uh, if it's your first time there, there's be a pop-up that invites you to join. If not, it's at the bottom of every page. You can just subscribe there. And of course, we never share your information with anybody. It's just for our once a week newsletter. We don't even do a daily one because we don't have that much to say. Right. <laughs> Definitely check it out this week. It's going to show those discounts that are available this Black Friday weekend. Yeah. And check out also all the other discounts and deals pages that we have because even if they're not having a big sale, a lot of the companies that we work with offer you a deal all year long. Yep. So check out the deals and discounts page for all the things you need for your stressless camping adventure. And of course, we're in all the social places, but you can start at stresslesscamping.com where you can jump off to wherever we are out in the social world. And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free! It's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Did you know that a review will help others find this podcast? And the more listeners we have, the more we can continue to find great guests like our moms. (laughs) Well, Peggy's. (laughs) But seriously, we do really appreciate the reviews. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you on this Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you for listening, for writing reviews, for responding on our group. We sure do love you guys. Yeah, we we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. So with that being said, hope you and your favorite people are having a super terrific day. And most of all, thankful thankful camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun. 
and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! How long does it take for the cookie to for the cookie to turk? How long does it take for <laughs> for the <laughs>